1: Welcome to Saturday Night Shockey. I am your host for this episode, V-Lord GTZ, and with me I have Sakaki.
0: Yo, I mean, when he says with him, I'm on the couch sitting beside him in his newly furnished kingdom of (laughs)
1: V-Lord. Indeed, we are in Los Angeles, because I I moved to Los Angeles, I I guess, for some (laughs) reason, because I wanted to waste money. And... Spend like twice as much on red But that's another story for another day <laughs> But uh, we're, we're back with a new episode Because we got to Go some, see something really cool Yes uh, We attend the first day of The Animation is Film Film Festival Which is a film festival Run by uh, G-Kids, Annecy, and Variety uh, Down in LA And they showed The world premiere of a shaggy film.
0: Not just any shaggy film, but a uh, sh- uh, Jose Shoujo one.
1: Yes, it is Gold Kingdom and Water Kingdom, uh, the upcoming film from Studio Madhouse that I believe is premiering in Japan in January. Yes, that's what they said. Yeah. And this is an adaptation of. A manga by now Iwamoto. Uh, it ran in flowers from October 2014 to April 2016. It's one-volume series. Um, and yeah, it was just a really cool opportunity to get to attend this, since it's being shown here so much earlier than the Japanese release. And of course, it's Shoggy. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like since it's Shoggy, we're required to go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean... I just ended up here to help because v- V-Lord jokingly suggested I help him pick up furniture and I'm just like, I have nothing to do, so let's do it. And it's funny because technically we haven't really picked
1: up <laughs> any furniture.
0: I've just helped him move a few boxes. But yeah, it was like, I this was not on my radar at all until V-Lord brought it to my attention. I'm like, sure, we could definitely check this out. And yeah, like it was a really good time. I mean... Not only do we have Nao Yomoto, who's a female mangaka, we have the director who's female, uh, Kotono Watanabe. Yeah. And I think the lead writer, although her name escapes me right now, she is also female. So.
1: Yes, Fumiya Subota.
0: Yes, yes. They were all. It was it, it, a really well done movie. Like. um yeah, and like even beyond that, during doing research for this episode, we ended up we found out that Iwamoto was on another of our good shouty friends, um, as Monben. Like two years ago. Twenty yeah, like I think October twenty
1: twenty. Yeah, Monben Neo would've been twenty twenty. Yeah, so, yeah. So
0: she was on an episode of that, so we got to talk we got to see her process and her talk to I mean the verifiable big comic king, <laughs> <laughs> the so. goat
1: of goat comics. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that was really like in a insightful episode to watch, and I highly recommend watching Mon Ben for a thing because Mon Ben is super cool, and they have a lot of awesome uh, shaggy spotlight episodes. But uh, it was it was incredibly cool watching it after seeing the movie because yeah. like then it kind of. Gave a bit more uh, solidification to things we noticed that were really cool about the movie. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it was mostly about her current work, but um, we did get a little bit of um, uh, Gold Kingdom and Water Kingdom, like, a little bit of background that. I mean, I mean, we'll obviously get more into that, especially there was a scene where that was inspired by one of Urusala's like, works, so... Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, beyond just watching the movie... Too though, we also went and read the manga yes. after yes. seeing the movie. <laughs> yes, so uh, we we have a good a comparison to think about, like how this is as an adaptation. I mean, the long story short is that it's a very faithful adaptation yeah. for the most part. Like uh, we we're talking about this uh, off mic, and like the biggest change, honestly, is just the fact that they gave the countries actual names. Yes.
0: Yes, I mean, like, in the original manga it was just A-Kingdom and B-Kingdom and they, you know, gave them names, which I think helped like, um, further solidify the story and, you know, ground it a bit more. I mean, it definitely, in the, like, yeah, 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 like, the biggest changes were just the opening because, like, in the, and in the movie, it was still pretty funny stuff. I mean, just to give a, big, a bit of background, these two warring kingdoms have been at it for like, you know, years and, um, uh, in the movie, you know they they they've always been they've always been like adversarial. But then like they started a war because one like guys like dog took a like took a crap in their kingdom, and that's what kicked off a war.
1: Totally justifiable.
0: <laughs> and then like they made peace for a little while. Then somebody then like a cat took a crap in the other <laughs> kingdom, and yeah. they got went to war again. And eventually built a wall just to separate the two kingdoms and, you know, just to be like, alright, we'll just leave each other alone then. Like, the only... It, it's still pretty... Com- com- uh, it's still pretty comical, but, like, in the manga, it's even more so because it's, like, God created the wall and he has, like, a magical girl's, like, st- like um staff to, to do it. And, I mean, it, it, everything else... And then, like... Um, and another thing, too, I noticed when reading the manga is, like, the reason I mean the cat and dog thing was still there but one of the reasons they said it was like I could hear you beating your t- you're like futon when you're trying to clean it and it annoys the hell out of me I just love how like so very <laughs> Japanese that is and yeah. let's keep in mind these kingdoms are like like um very what was it like inspired um Middle East, yeah, inspired. Middle Eastern, yeah. They're very Middle Eastern stars. So hearing them talk about beating a futon to, <laughs> it just was just like super duper chap. I mean, like of course that's just what Iwamoto just knows. I mean, obviously the audience reading it would understand that too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they that that was like the biggest change. They took that out, and but otherwise it's like very much 100% faithful like adaptation. David and with a one volume manga, that's pretty understandable.
1: Yeah. And it, at first, I was wondering, like, huh, why why was this specifically chosen to be adapted? Because, like, it's it's fairly old. But uh, I guess it's probably a combination of, like, obviously someone just wanted to produce it. Yeah. But also, it won the Kono manga sugoi uh, for female audiences back in, like, 2017.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the, the manga came out in 2016. So, I mean... We- yeah yeah the, the volume was released 2016 it kind of ran infrequently in flowers like when during its eight chapter one so like it would be it would be in it started technically 2014 then like was on break for like a couple months and came back and it just kind of did that until it wrapped up so but yeah it, like we were discussing that too like why this and yeah it, it's probably just I wouldn't be surprised if just some on Madhouse's staff was just kind of like, hey, "We like this," and there's and the fact that it won the award and everything, and the fact that it's one volume, so it's like super easy to just, you know, adapt this and everything like that. Which hopefully this opens the door to more Nao stuff, like being that either adapting it or just licensing it, because as we talk, as we speak right now, this is not licensed.
1: Yeah, and none of Iremoto's series have ever been licensed. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And that's really surprising because she's been a mangaka for 17 years at this point. Yes. And, like, several of her series have been successful. Her current series, uh, it's, uh, I think, Marion or... Yeah, The Seven Knights of the Mariner Kingdom. It's very successful. And just off the mon episode, it looks so good. Yeah, it
0: looks really, really fun. Like, the one thing I love about her artwork is that it is very beautiful. Yeah. And very expressive. Like, they, we, we were both kind of just in awe of just like, one scene where it's, like, a double-paced spread and, like, I guess an eagle is flapping its wings and, like, the main character was holding onto this girl and, like, you could see him freaking out as they're, like, being blown away. And like they, you know, they the Mount Ben was her like illustrating this page and everything like that, and like redrawing the eagle like seven times and mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, I, I would, I would, I would not be surprised when we were discussing this too that this gets licensed by like Seven Seas after the movie like makes its runs like a, gets out there to the public.
1: Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised either. And like yeah, just going off of like uh, Ivanhoe's artwork, I think. Uh, it's really amazing how well she kind of is able to do this kind of very fine line work and this Mm -hmm. attention to architecture like uh, so she has like a uh, background in history she studied like history in like university yeah and like uh compared a lot of her line work to like uh mobius the french comic artist yeah Uh, which is interesting because like i think they mentioned at one point that like that's not very common in shoujo manga in jose manga
0: which, yeah, yeah. He it was a thing where he mentioned like there are like a lot of hallmarks of shoujo manga in her work, and she said that you know yeah. she has that's what she draws for. It's not a thing where it's like incidental. It's just, she's thinking of her audiences being things that girls would like to read and see. But like, yeah, he's like you, you can tell that from the work, definitely from the movie too. But like, like um, Urosawa said, there's a lot. It's like her art is very unusual. It has hallmarks, but it's unusual for shoujo.
1: It's like there's this conflict, but it works, yeah. essentially, is how yeah. how we put it. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, so, like, does like, a fan of, like, uh, the Poe clan and, like, Moto Hagio's works, so kind of big, prolific uh, shoujo authors, but you also can kind of see that influence from... Uh, singing authors of urusawa in there yeah and she
0: said she was a, she was reading urusawa in elementary school so like which is probably a bit too young to be reading urusawa but i mean yeah she and she mentioned that her parents were really big into manga so she was reading big comic like when she was really young yeah so, yeah
1: mastering all that kanji at such a young age <laughs>
0: <laughs> so like that was really interesting to hear too like again like um I do get from just the and you see it like in the manga of the water kingdom and uh gold kingdom is that you see the, like the fluffy shoujo backgrounds and everything they also are present and um but there's this sense of scale and i mean i'm not a show i'm i don't read i haven't read that much shoujo so i don't know and i don't want to make it sound like i know a bunch about this but there's a scale in it that you see usually like reserved and like Shonen works, like adventure stories And stuff like that And I would love to read some of her older stuff Because she even said that her current series And Water Kingdom were like She started out doing, you know, high school stuff
1: Yeah, but, and then she's kind of like Breaking out of that comfort zone now Yeah In a way
0: And it's all like She doesn't use computer. At least from what we saw She didn't really use computers either
1: Yeah, that was like really surprising It was all just pen and paper and then, like, for the color pieces, she was doing watercolors and whole yeah. things, which yeah. is, like, pretty difficult considering there's a bleed effect to it and, like, she has to be very fine between lines with how, like, she draws. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was like, incredibly impressive to, like, see a video of that. Yeah,
0: I mean, I didn't see any assistant. I mean, it might have just been for man Ben that they just didn't have them come in, but, like... Yeah. I, did, I know she did say something, like, she, since she started working remote... Like she's wanted to have everything that she can have in one space for herself to get to it. I, it would be really impressive if she really isn't
1: working with assistants. That would that would be insane. <laughs> like even on a monthly schedule, like that's that's a lot of work, especially with how detailed her manga are. Yeah, like they were
0: talking about like single panels were taking her like three four hours. So like,
1: yeah, and like there were like panels that were just like close ups of faces and the yeah. attention of detail she was even putting to those faces was insane.
0: Yeah, yeah. But for the, you know, for this manga, for this movie and the manga itself, like... I mean, how, I guess to start off, how do we feel about it overall?
1: Like... I, I enjoyed it. It was, it was cute. It yeah. Was, it's a nice uh, story. I mean, I guess, like, we I mean, didn't explain, like, the kind of the core portion of what the story is about. Mm-hmm. Where, like, uh, essentially because these two kingdoms are warring with each other, like, they decide to have a uh, arranged marriage of sorts where the gold kingdom has to give their most beautiful princess Mm -hmm. and the water kingdom has to give like their most like smartest man Mm -hmm. um but they both try to bamboozle each other essentially (laughs) by uh sending a cat and a dog to each other instead right
0: it's so funny, they both had the same idea. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, but then the people that are supposed to be arranged, uh, Sarah and uh, Nayan Barar, Yeah, uh, they end up meeting each other anyways, and they decide to kind of have this fake marriage.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, because um, Sarah's sister, um, Leopoldine, like, you know... I mean one thing that I like a lot about Sarah is like she's so very laid back and everything like that like when they send she's not mad when they send a dog she's like oh I got a dog now that's cool Uh (laughs) and then like her sister Leopoldine is like oh well I can't wait to meet your husband if he's as smart as they say he should be able to fix my watch so then you know she the dog Lukeman like ends up going across the border and that's how she meets um, Nyambara and like then she's just kind of like Uh, I mean he's really smart and everything like this she's like "Uh, well could you pretend to be my husband so (laughs) we can have so I can fool my sister basically (laughs) so like and you know he goes along with it both of them of course not really knowing that oh this was I was actually supposed to be engaged to this person
1: I feel like Nainbara kind of figures it out a bit early on but like it, it's hard to say, like, uh, if he like knew for sure, like, okay, this was the person that was supposed to be instead yeah, yeah. of the cat. Because I mean, he is pretty smart. I mean, the talk yeah. about his
0: character, he is like, it's not like contrived like, in the story. Like, he is actually very clever. Like, he figures out a lot of things like, right away.
1: Yeah. Like, once he gets into the situation, he realizes, okay, I have to stop this war. <laughs> Let's try to make, like, a plan so that the two kingdoms actually work together. And
0: his plan is, like, to build, because, like, so, with the two kingdoms, like, the Kingdom of Saras from the Golden Kingdom, it's, like, desert and, like, they're running... They have a water shortage crisis. In, like, 50 years, they will not have any.
1: Yeah. So, the Gold Kingdom has a lot of wealth, mm. um but isn't resource-rich. While the Water Kingdom is poverished, but is resource-rich. Right. So, like, essentially, Nyanbar wants to, like, have them work with each other so like, they both benefit. Mm. And since the Gold Kingdom is running out of water, they could get their water supply from the Water Kingdom. And that would, in turn boost trade in the water kingdom so that they both can survive
0: yeah that and that's what like it i mean and what's great too is like so so many of the characters seem like they're way more than what they seem on the surface like they have the advisor guy i forgot his name the advisor guy i'm thinking of his voice actor's name and not him
1: the, <laughs> uh, the hot one yeah uh, moonlight is yeah, like moonlight yeah. yeah uh
0: Saldin Moonlight, there we go, yeah. that's his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking of Hiroshi Kamiya, who voices him, so, <laughs> um, But yeah, yeah, he he's like, you would think he's just like this pretty boy and everything like that, but he actually kind of helps kick off the story too, because like, Nayibar is the one that goes to kind of talk to him. And, you know, he's like, he talks about how he was part of like a, uh, a nomad clan and everything, mm-hmm. and he didn't have much go, coming up, and so Nyambara's like, you know, we could team up and save the kingdom, And then that also leads to the introduction of their, like, assassin maid lady, Liara. Like, she's the greatest. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's like moving guards overhears them talking, and then she's like, she basically kidnaps his family to keep him quiet. (laughs) So, like, uh, I love her, like... I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of good humor. It's like a lot of good humor, like like a lot of action scenes, everything like that. Like, but definitely Naiara's like the whole like core of the story is like the the um trying to get this together because you have this like advisor guy, which again I'm thinking of his voice actor Meg Ray from Conan, and not the he has a very like
1: long name to remember.
0: But basically, the advisor to the king Rastaban three he's like he's basically trying to get a war started, and Rastaban three, who Sara's dad is like um his his the Rastaban two was known as like the spineless king because yeah. he tried to. He, he, I mean, he was known for tolerance, like, he was trying to get along with the other kingdom and, I mean, that didn't quite work out, so, like, he died basically in infamy and, like, his son, Three is like, I got my dad's name and everybody hates him and I'm trying to leave a legacy here so and then so they have the advisor saying you know kind of trying to push him towards war while his daughter's like Leopoldine the oldest one is like she's actually down for which is another thing like i said another character was like you think that when the way she's introduced she's very vain and everything but she's actually trying to protect the kingdom in her own way yeah so like and from her dad who's trying to start a war and like, I
1: mean, you could kind of tell she's sort of running things. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they explain it, I think, a bit more in the manga briefly, where like it's essentially like Leopoldine is kind of backed by the uh, anti-war faction, mm. while uh, Rastaban is basically the pro-war faction. Yeah, yeah, and then the advisor is a uh, Piri Papa.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did remember his name sounds like something out like Dragon Quest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really does. <laughs> he kind of looks like a Dragon Quest no, character. He does,
0: actually. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, And I'm going to apologize right now that I'm going to remember a lot of these characters more by their voice actors. Because they had, like, a, like... Like, um... The voice actors for, um... Sara and Nayibarra were both more, like, movie... Like, Japanese, like... Like, actor and actress. But, like, the supporting cast, they were... They popped up in anime.
1: What? Yeah, Nayan Bar was uh, Kento Kaku, and then Sarah was um, Minami uh, Hamabe.
0: Yeah, who she was in a Conan movie. Like, I think the one before, it might it might have been this most recent one. No, I think it's the one before it. But either way, yeah, she... Yeah, yeah. Scarlet Bullet. Yeah, so, yeah, she was like, because I remember, like, Shokaku was really hyping it up that she was in the movie. And I mean, they do a good job. I, I will say. I mean, another thing too that I would say. I mean, talking about the technical aspects of the movie, like, I mean, it's, it's, it looks good. I, I don't want to make it sound like it doesn't. Like, it, you're not if you're going in expecting like Sakaga, then no, you're not going to get that. <laughs> <'Cause>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's some well directed scenes, but yeah. it's not it's not the type of movie where you're going to see like these big epic battles or anything. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's very very. I don't want to just limit to say confidently done because it's it's very well done. It's a very well For I mean,
1: the type of story that it's telling, it is incredibly well done. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I mean the the sound design one well, that's one other thing that I really liked was like there's a lot of really good sound design in the movie mm. and um the color design and like and some of the songs sung by Kotono uh or Kotone. Like they were all really well put together too. So like yeah, I mean overall the movie is in a complete package is very good, like um, but yeah, and uh, going going back to kind of the characters and everything like that. I mean, I I have to say I really liked everybody because like they're very, for a one volume manga, I feel like they're nuanced characters that like you can not just get a feel from them. Like, okay, this is the way that this character is just from one look. Like I said, I was really surprised at I Leopold Leopoldine was she was it, it felt like they were setting her up to be the villain.
1: Yeah, but
0: I I mean I guess more or less she's just like. Messing with her because, like, Sarah's like the ninety in the manga. She's like the one hundredth princess, but in the the movie, she's like the ninety third. I mean, she basically she's really far down the line, which is why, which attributes to why she's so laid back because she's like, I mean, because I remember her like attendant is like. You know oh my sister she was like my sisters have never like made fun of me it's not like a cinderella thing where they mess with her or whatever They're like my sister's never made fun of me and nobody's raised a hand to me or whatever and i remember the grandma with like the adult lady advisors was like because they don't see you as a threat like because you're so far down the line so it's like and so she was a pretty comfortable life like i remember one thing like, when they were trying to get the um, Lukman, like, when he fell down, he fell down a pit, and that's how Nayibara kind of helped, and she was like, oh, I got, like, this really expensive, like, barbecue for his lunch, and he's like, that's what you
1: feed them. <laughs> <laughs> Only the best for our puppies. If they
0: don't, and they don't have water, so they just drink wine. So it's like it's just like the, that clash of cultures too. And like when they have the picnic, like her small picnic is like a a week meal for him, <laughs> yeah. a meal for a week. I mean, <laughs> so. Like, yeah, and I mean, she's... And I, one thing about her character's design, too, is, like, I mean, I like the fact that she's not classically pretty as a princess. Mm-hmm. She's, like... I mean, in only one section in the movie do they kind of mention that, like, I mean, she's a bit plump, I guess. But I like that that's never really brought up as, like, a derogatory thing. Like, it's a just informative attribute that, like, she's pretty... She's She has kindness, and that's what makes her, you know, pretty mm-hmm. more so than being... Because, like... And definitely, this is because of now Yamamoto's like illustrations. Because you look at Leopoldine, and she's like what you'd expect from a princess. <laughs> like and her sisters, or two sisters that are with Leopoldine, like they are all what you'd expect from princesses—very flowy, long, like you know, very statuettes like faces and everything like that. And then you get like Sarah, who's like more you know plain, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah. But I mean, even with that, like. And, of course, they both end up going to each other's kingdoms. Like, like um... Nyambara, or like, when he gets the deal and is, like, working to get, um... to have this waterway done, like, she ends up... Like, his... The cat... I forgot. The cat that they sent to him, which I forgot the name of... Like, it ends up going... It ends up missing him and going back to his home. So, like, Sara goes to find it, and then he runs into... She runs into his family which is, like, his family's great, too. Like, you, you can <laughs> yeah. tell his dad, like, yeah. Niobar is very much a smooth talker, his dad is the... You can see that he got it from his dad. Because, like, the... the, um, czar of, like, their kingdom, mm-hmm. like, he comes looking for, you know, this bride that the other kingdom was sent over, and not knowing that they, obviously, like, also <laughs> had the same idea. So, like, and she's there, and, like, he's... I look. Speaking of bizarre, he's so flamboyant. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> like he's like, I'll give you three times the food, or I'll have my way with these boys. Like you know, he's like, he's
0: clearly, he's clearly not interested in women. So like, yeah. like you know, like he's looking at her and he's like, oh, that's what they think. <laughs> consider beautiful. And Then just starts naming off men. Like, yes, yes. and I like how his guards like that. Those are all men, sir. And then like they, they have like the the servant guys come and bring him stuff and he's like, ooh,
1: I'm, I'm into that. <laughs> that's, a, that one, that's a real stand there.
0: <laughs> so, like, and then he challenges Sara to, like, a drinking contest and, like, at first, she's like, oh, no, no. And, and of course, you had the whole show, Joe Jose misunderstanding because, like, they phrase it in a way where she thinks that is married, not knowing that they're talking about the cat. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, because, like, when she's there, he's like, well, oh, he's married? Well, can I meet his wife? And, like, his, the dad is thinking, you know, "Oh shit. Like, he's like, oh, uh, she's not around. Reasons. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and, like, so at first she's like, I mean, of course, that's like a hit to her, like, um self-esteem like, throughout the whole movie, she's noticed that she's not super pretty, but, like, that's never bothered her until now she's actually falling in love with him, and so knowing he has a wife that, like, hits, or thinking he has a wife that, like, hits her self-esteem bit, and so, of course, like, they're asking her to be the standard, and I love, again, all of these, it's contrived, but it's funny, like, you yeah. know, <laughs> like, and then, like, the star's coming, so, like, his dad asks her, hey, could you, like, be his wife, like, because he's away working, so, like, he doesn't know what's going on, and at first, she's like, I mean, she goes along with it and everything like that. And then, like when the sar starts talking shit about um, Naiomara, that's when she's like, "I'll drink you under the table, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> and I like that it's off screen. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, she wakes up and like, like later after she's won, and like, there are there all the people are like eating the meat and everything that he promised. That then, and, like, she's like, "Yeah, she." And like the kids are like, "The Tsar, like fainted. He couldn't drink. He couldn't hold his liquor." <laughs> so, but yeah, like the the you have those funny parts and everything like that, and then like she goes back to the kingdom and then she runs into him, and this is one of the like one of my favorite scenes in the movie where she's like, you know you have a job to do, and he chooses the job over her, I mean. Inadvertently, because she's—I like, mean, she more or less tells him to because, again, she's like she thinks he's married. So she yeah, it's she like has no, chance no
1: matter what, choose the hardest path.
0: Yeah, yes, I like that line a lot. So, like, so the first time, like, yeah, he comes because he needs to get the plants or whatever, and
1: yeah, because like uh, at the beginning of like the movie, like they found like these ancient plans mm-hmm. for like uh, like a waterway that I guess had been lost to history, mm-hmm. so like, he was going to use that to build the waterway. Um, so he had to go back to his kingdom to pick them up. Right.
0: And then that's where she's running home after the whole ordeal. And she's yeah. like, Yeah. She's the hardest pat. And then she figures that she has no chance with him, so... And he does. And I mean, then, of course, like, obviously the advisor knows, like, when it's found out that they're in cahoops to work together, then... Like, yeah, then it's time. They try to have him killed. And, I mean, they do, like, hint very much during the movie. Like, um, Saldin even says, too, like, don't get killed. <laughs> don't <Yeah>. get- <laughs> so, like, yeah, it, it's very much known during the movie that they'll resort to, like, the advisor will resort to, like underhanded means to get the war started or whatever.
1: Yeah, so. who knew building a waterway would be so violent? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, let's talk about the, like, scholars and how they were, like, buff. Like, <laughs> they were Baki characters. They <laughs> were literally Baki <laughs> characters.
0: And it's, like, you know, and, like, and again, it goes to like like, what I was saying about Iwamoto, like, playing with expectations. You, like, when they break, like, get, they get, like, the scholars out of jail, and they're, like, all huge. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, um... I just hear the Baki music there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, one guy literally has, like, a chain-link fence, like, yeah. around his neck.
0: <laughs> and then, like, the main scholar that's, like, the one that they talk to, he's voiced by Toto from JJK, like, Super <sighs> Kimura. And, and, like, at first, I like, couldn't hear it, but then when he started
1: talking, I was like, that's totally Toto. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally. Remember the one where, like, they're getting attacked, he's like, oh, it's only 20 people, I can handle that. I'm gonna take you bitches to school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that even when, like, they're going to, like, uh, look at, like, the potential, like, uh, building site he actually knows his stuff yeah, about, that, like,
0: that's, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, and, like yeah, I mean, like, like, like they're explaining everything and Nine is just looking at him, like and he's like, what's wrong? Like, uh, no matter how I look at this guy, it looks like he should be at, like, bench pressing at a gym not doing this, and, like, he knows his shit because, yeah. like, his son, at the beginning of the movie, like the way that Nine because at first Nine Bar is just there to fix, like Leopoldine's watch but yeah. then like the architect's son is like talking about like um what his dad has told him that um and he's ex- I forgot exactly what he was explaining but you could tell like his dad knows his stuff
1: yeah it was like uh essentially like since Piri Papa is like a consul for Rastaban like he was criticizing Piri Papa and I think it was implied that like the kids, like, uh... Like, dad and, like, the rest of, like, the buff, like, people Mm -hmm. had gotten, like, locked up because, like, they were actually, like, questioning authority. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, like, the son was, like... And that's when Nyambara, like, got involved. And, like... And it's one thing, too, that, like, very early in the movie, they established... Because I thought it was going to be a whole thing where they keep the secret that he's from this other kingdom... But, like, they very early, like, one of his plans is, like, to save the kid or whatever was, like, to establish right away that, yeah, I'm from the neighboring kingdom, but I was invited here by the princess. So they kind of roll into the plan a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, they roll into the the um, premise, which is, like, he's there to be, like, but at first it's just, he's just there out of convenience. So, like, and, you know, Princess Sara is like, yeah, he's here to see, you know... And that's what gets them an the audience with everybody. And like even Saldine, like again, he looks like a pretty boy, but he immediately sees through the fact that he's not actually there to be like and that's what Sara, like I guess part of her character development too, is that she becomes a little bit more like proactive. Because like when they're when they're having a meeting or whatever and like it's clear that Leopoldine and Saldine know that this is like a sham. Like she speaks up and is like, you know, refer to my husband by his name. Like, don't call him, like, the groom from the other kingdom. Yeah. Like, like he has a name. <laughs> and that's what kind of caused Leopoldine to kind of back off a little bit, so... Like, I... I There's just subtle character kind of development for both of them, I feel like.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Like, it's... It felt very natural. Like, I think... if we're like, a movie of this length and a storyline of this length... Like, nothing felt like it was really being particularly rushed. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and again, it's because it
0: is, like, a one-to-one, like, the adaptation. Like, not much of the story was changed at all. Even even the King Rastaban, like, his whole thing, which is just he wanted to leave a legacy and not be known as, like, a spineless king. Like, he, like, uh, Piri Papa was, like, like I guess treating his headaches or whatever. Yeah. And that was another, like, part of the story, which, I mean, it's implied they were just kind of caused by stress.
1: Yeah, so, like, Piri Papa was, like, hired after, like, the king went to, like, a massage parlor. Mm-hmm. So, I yes. guess, yeah. I guess, like, the main thing is Piri Papa is, like, the real villain. Yeah. <laughs> we could have a villain in this movie. Yeah, I mean, and even, like, yeah, I I agree with, like, I mean, even calling
0: a villain isn't really... Because he doesn't really do anything. Like, yeah. I mean, he tries to get, like, a Nayabara kill, but, like... Other than that, like... And even that's, like, not super-duper high stakes. Like, there's a scene where they're, like, running... Like, running from the guards to get away. And then, like, they confront the king, like, when they're about to get away. And then,
1: like... They just talk it out. Yeah, they talk it out. Like It's like the, the final arc of Mogi. I mean, it, this is a very, like, I did, I was thinking this movie, like, had that kind of Mogi
0: vibe to me, and there was another series I was thinking that, like, really remind. oh, Ranking of Kings. Like, the aesthetic was really, like, very Ranking of Kings-esque. But yeah, they talk it out, like, because Rastabhan's, like... He sees that Sarah's with him and she's obviously into him. So like, rather than try to kill him, he's like, okay, why did my king name? Why did my dad name me when Rasuban? is like a synonymous with failure. And then you know, Nyambara like says, well, you know, I, I, it's like I think it's like the, the, the name, the name was like, I should have had this open, like the head of a dragon, head of a lion, something like that.
1: Yeah, I think it was head of. A dragon?
0: Yeah, I, I believe that that was the name, and he was just like, and Ninebar laid it out, laid it out like the second king was known for his tolerance, and as much as like Rastaban, the current one, since he's like really up and down warmongering, <laughs> like he's looking at that as a failure. But he's like, no, people really liked Rastaban too, hmm. like, and you could be you Rastaban king three can be known as the guy that settled everything and like brought two kingdoms together and you know you can name and he even like ca- like casually says name the water thing after one of your daughters he's like well my daughters all think I'm a joke and then it, it, it everything ties in really well like cause at one point in the movie like um, yeah like Sara says when they about the whole like bamboozlement thing she was like my dad would never do that and then like Niall, I was like yeah no your daughters don't like well this one doesn't think you're a joke <laughs> there's at least one <laughs> there's at least one daughter here that believes in you like she didn't think even though you did do this she thinks that you would never do that kind of thing and then like you know that's when she finds out that oh wait he really isn't married and then like she's like I'm so glad that my dad is my dad
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so And then that's when, you know, he is like, okay, yeah, you know what, you convinced me. And, yeah, there's no, like, you you would think it's leading up to this conflict where there's going to be this huge bloody battle, but no, it really just... Yeah. Yeah. they literally do talk it out and at the end like by the Tsar comes to the other kingdom and like he's like yeah I know you sent like that dog or you, I know you sent an animal but I'm gonna let that slide
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> like cause the Tsar's ready to like I, he, he's, he's basically ready to like start a war like for mm-hmm. any little thing But then it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, that girl that drank you under the table, that's the king's favorite daughter. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) like, he did things legit. And, like, even the last scene in the movie is, like, like the last scene before the epilogue is, like, he's like, yeah, we're just going to let that slide, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I sent my favorite daughter here to win this sin, you know? And then, like, of course, like, the very last scene is, like, the, the, like, the... The waterway is being built because something that they mentioned during the movie too is like um, one of the buff guys is kind of like you know it's going to take 50 years to build this and that was something I really liked that Nine Bar I was like okay that's, that's but like advancements in technology will make that will cut that time down so like it's still something that could very much happen in our lifetime and by the end of the movie you see that they've made like a whole lot of like advancement like I don't know how long it's been because like some characters look visibly older and then you have salt who looks exactly the same
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) I mean like they clearly uh, Sara and like uh, Nyanbar have like Kids at that point, so like, cause it has to be at least like 10 yeah, and those years. Ki-
0: yeah, and those kids look like they're like preteens. Yeah, so, like, so probably like
1: ten, fifteen years.
0: Yeah, so and I mean, we don't get to see them. One thing I will say is like, I I, I kind of like that the movie like cut. They both end the same way, where it's just like their kids are kind of giving us a a data dump of like what's been going on. Like they're talking to each other. It's two twin girls, and they're talking to each other. Like, oh well, this guy's doing this now the waterway is really nice and all of this stuff and then they're coming to where they're still doing construction and like they're going to see their dad and like then they see oh yeah mom's there too. Like the manga ends without us seeing them again but the anime kind of gives us kind of like a closer shot. Yeah of them.
1: Yeah like, I mean in the manga you can like see them in the distance yeah. like these little like Do- specks.
0: Yeah they're like on top of the building like supervising the construction and I mean mm-hmm. yeah, I like both I, I like both like this that like, I like that not seeing them again because, like, you know, that's... The story's ended at this point where, you, you know, yeah. we don't need all the information. But I also like that the movie, the anime is like, yeah, these are, you know, these characters you've come to love. You get to see them now happy with, like, you know, they're married and everything with their kids. And it's, it's nice.
1: It's yeah. nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think overall this was a really good film. I, I'm surprised that Iwamoto... Hasn't gotten any anime adaptations of her work yeah. before this.
0: Yeah, that's really weird to me. Like, I mean, I know. Well, then again, Shoujo anime. I mean, they're they're beginning to ramp up now. We're beginning to see more. Because like we were even talking about this, like Madhouse's Bibliophile Princess. I think that's them this season. Yeah. So, like, I believe so. Yeah, you know, so they're doing that. I mean and there was some other I think there was another thing that was announced that was them as well but either way they're ramping up now doing more Jose uh, Shoujo adaptations so maybe uh, Iwamodo will start getting a little bit more maybe they'll adapt something else of hers like especially I guess if this does well I could see that being a thing that they do I mean, um, but more than more than that, I, I feel like they should be licensing her work. Like,
1: yes, license the current series. That she's it looks so good. Like, I would love to know what's going. Like, we we were watching Man and we're like, okay, now we want to know what's going on in this story. Yeah, like <laughs> there's this like two piece print of like this eagle. It's like looks like this epic battle with an eagle.
0: Yeah, it's like
1: <laughs> it's it's definitely like
0: I don't again. And she said it during Man Man. Like she's coming out of her... Coming out of her cage. <laughs> anyway, she's coming out and doing stuff to challenge herself. And, like, it... I, I mean, I don't know storytelling why, And especially since, again, Uemoto has said that she is thinking of the Jojo aesthetic when she's doing her storytelling. So there probably is, like, the typical stuff she does sex from Jojo. But, like, just her, from her artwork... If you show me her artwork without telling me it's a show, I would assume it's, like, a shonen. <laughs> uh, you know? Because, like, it just... Like doesn't have that vibe, like. But and of course, they're a high fantasy shojo. Let I me mean, not. Yeah, I mean, there's
1: Basara. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I mean, of course, so I, I think that she, her artwork could stand in the same league as stuff like, um, Snow White with her red hair, like stuff like that. Oh, uh,
1: Snow White, Yoda with the Dawn. Yeah,
0: stuff like that. Like, I feel like that she could definitely, if they gave her a chance, she could definitely make a mark here. But yeah. Um, um, I'm sure like it's so as V Lord said the the festival is being done by G Kids, so I'm sure that this movie will probably get dubbed and you know there'll be a more open showing for everybody general for a general audience. Yeah. Uh, and we, we I think we could both agree to, it's definitely worth going to go see.
1: Yeah, so give it a shot. I mean, worst case scenario, pick it up on the eventual Blu ray release. I mean I plan to
0: like we bought we both bought the manga, manga like immediately after this thing. That that's just how much we were just like intrigued by this. And now I'm probably I might look into getting her her own um, current series just to find out what's going on in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what was surprising to is like the the manga had furigana.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm going to look that
0: up. Cuz we were calling flowers a, you say, but like but I kind of wonder if it's actually a Shoujo magazine. Okay, no, I mean, this is a lot of the... Baka Updates is listing mostly Jose stuff, although they do have a couple of shoujo.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's popping up was Jose for me. Yeah, so, I mean, that's
0: interesting.
1: I mean, I think it's probably, like, uh, how... Like a uh, young jump and ultra jump sometimes have like titles that are technically in there, but they still target them towards yeah. Life. Like
0: I mean, it's it's definitely not a hard and fast rule because like even yeah. like stuff like Dengaki Dio, they'll you'll have like three series that have no furry and then like seven that do. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I I I just feel like it's at that point for some magazines maybe it's just up like to artists if they want to do that or not.
1: Plus, Shoggy just like to be
0: confusing. Yeah, because like, like last night I was doing work, I was doing stuff for WSS TV, and it's like there were like 40 different big comics. And it's like, why are there so many? The
1: online big <laughs> comics. Yeah, then-
0: Gekon spirits, Yaka spirits, you have. Big Comic Original, Big Comic Dalpana. <laughs>
1: like, uh, it's so bad. <laughs> I'm gonna like, he's created like a flow chart of all the like shaggy magazines. Like, and I remember, like, I mean, this is off topic,
0: but I remember looking this up for like the Coral Corals, and there were a ton of those too, just for like Pokemon, like that run in like different. You'll have different Different Pokemon manga running at different Coral Corals, and they're all. Yeah, it's just. It
1: like, gets really bad for Pokemon too, because like, for Pokemon Adventures, like, certain chapters release in, like, different Coro Coros, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really terrible. <laughs> and, like, it's so weird to me they do this because, like, you have Kodansha and Shoeisha and everything's pretty straightforward. You want Seinen, you go to Young Jump or Ultra Jump. You want Shonen, you got Shonen Jump. You have Jump Plus as, like, a hodgepodge of most things, but... You know, yeah. like the online platforms tend for all of these things tend to be just a hodgepodge of stuff.
1: Yeah, and even then it's like there's not multiple of them. There's like usually like Jump Plus and then Tonari Young Jump.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like like some Sun- Chicago kind of Urus Sunday, Sunday Webry, Night Sunday,
1: Manga One, <laughs> Manga One. <laughs> like, like, why? <laughs> I still don't even understand the difference between Manga One or Sunday. I don't either. Like, I, I'm good.
0: I I feel like I should just write a research paper and just look this stuff up, just because I want to know. And then you have Caldoncio just, just has magazine pocket. Like, that's. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we could spend the whole time just talking about this. But yes, if when this movie comes out for general audiences, go give it a watch. Definitely pick up the Blu ray. Maybe we can convince them to, I mean, I, again, as we've been saying there, it, I feel like there's a not very, it's very unlikely that this won't get picked up by someone. I mean, it's low investment, one volume, one and done. And I mean, if the movie is popular, then I mean, if the movie ends up not being popular, it's not a whole bunch
1: of investment. Yeah, come on, manga licensors, throw the shoujo Jose people a bow.
0: Yeah, like, you know, there's, like, Shogakukan has it. It's all, not all Hakusensha. Like. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: we never got seven seeds, but uh, you can get this one-volume manga. Exactly, like, do us a favor. But, yeah,
0: I guess uh, we can pull out now that this very, it's good to be back. Hopefully we'll be doing more Saturday Night Shogging on a regular basis, because it would be nice to, you know... Ooh, the, I'm, I'm retweeting things from the USS TV on Saturday vlog I feel kind of bad about because it, like we have no activity and people still follow us.
1: Hey, that counts as activity. I mean, like.
0: Yeah, okay, I mean, podcasting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of good shoggy stuff coming out. Like, I completely forgot that uh, Adam, the Beginning, Volume 1 came out this month. Oh. We have, like, Common Rider Kuga manga next month. Oh, right,
0: right. That's true. That's true.
1: Yeah so there's a there's a lot of good stuff on the horizon
0: yeah I mean and not just in manga but in anime you know Free Ring got an announcement for one so now I mean that was we knew that was going to happen eventually so. yeah
1: the Tale of the Outcast anime is yeah, coming out coming in January yeah you know,
0: I mean, Rusei Yatsura, like, we haven't... We haven't recorded this for so long that we haven't actually... We weren't even... didn't even talk about that Rusei Yatsura got a reboot. Yeah, <laughs> so, and we talked
1: about another podcast, but... Yeah, but, like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: so like i mean shocking anime wise i mean well this is all weekly sunday but that's at least making a comeback i mean the blue giant movie's coming out oh that's true and and you know the conan spin-offs like now hanzawa's running so the good
1: conan (laughs) spin-off
0: yeah unfortunately directed by not a great person but um, Uh. uh daichi akitaro so uh then yeah you know and the Call of Night anime recently ended and that was super good. So you Mm. should definitely like anybody who... I wish it... I mean, I have nothing against High Dive, but it would have been nice if it ran like Crunchyroll somewhere because then more people would have seen it. Because like, the anime was really well received, but unfortunately it's like limited by where it's streaming. But we're also getting a dub, which has started streaming too.
1: Yeah, Here's a good dub, so yeah, Yeah. uh, I have to get back to watching the anime.
0: Alright, well, that is, I guess, uh, I shouldn't talk about where else you can find me and stuff
1: yes cocky. Where, where can the kind lovely listeners find you on the interwebs I mean, you can't
0: find me on Demon Slayer because I haven't been on that forever. Why is that, (laughs)
1: B-Lord? That's a good question. Uh, Let me me call my agent and see
0: see what's going on there. You let that whole New York Times thing get to your head. That's the problem.
1: Yes, clearly. (laughs) Clearly.
0: (laughs) But, I mean, okay, well, uh, you can find me at, I mean, at, I would say at Kirovon, but that's kind of on hiatus right now. Like, mainly I'm just maintaining at WSS Talkback on Twitter, where We're the one Shonen, we're the one manga Twitter that covers the entire magazine every week after all three hours of my life that goes towards that. Though, I mean, uh, also there's wsstalkback.blogspot.com, which, I mean, we've been making waves. Like, we we teamed up with the Shonen Jump Twitter to translate the Aoyama and Oda interview, which was, like, a big hit for us. And they're really nice guys. I'm, like, really surprised by how we were able to coordinate that besides that we also went to a few cons so like we have write-ups of those and as I always say if you're interested in writing something for us we were always happy to have like guest writers um, besides that uh, you can find me to Tsunami faithful I wrote up uh, my most recent thing there was a write-up of um, other which that also had a lot of shaggy stuff I mean Ataru's voice actor of all you know uh, Toshi Furukawa was there so and that was that was a great time so you should definitely check that out um i'm also on a podcast for dragon ball with our good friend colton another DB pod another day another adventure which has been a ton of fun it's like the one consistent podcast i've been on since we kind of went on hiatus so definitely that's worth checking out on the manga mavericks patreon and if you're eventually when we add one episode to the patreon a new one goes public so check that out and there's also over soul shaman king podcast but again that's another thing that's on hiatus so hopefully we'll be bringing that back soon
1: yeah hopefully it mainly just comes down to me actually editing episodes or paying someone to edit them for me
0: I mean, now that, now, I mean, since we've had so many life changes, now that I actually have a not-shitty computer, I could actually go back to editing them if I, when I had the time.
1: Yes, built with my bleeding bare hands.
0: (laughs) I'd like to point out to our audience that when I asked him for a laptop, he recommended a really shitty one,
1: so... Okay, I'll (laughs) take the L. Also, I paid you, so it's not like... (laughs)
0: True. (laughs) It's not like... True. It's not like I just... Brought you and you you, you built it while at my house, so you didn't have to have pay for a hotel.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. You're you're making a very (laughs) solid argument
0: here. But no, like, yeah, we definitely we're hoping to be back. The V Lord Podcast Network is hoping to be back online like sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, we can't just wait for uh, the next season of Demon Slayer.
0: Yeah, yeah, which still doesn't have a date.
1: Yeah, somehow.
0: I mean, they're gonna reveal something in December because they're re what they're like re airing the movie. I, yeah, they're re airing the moving train, and then after that, they're gonna have like a special like program to reveal more about the swordsmith. Like, so, like, I guess in December we'll find out maybe when it'll later. I feel like it'll probably be spring. So
1: yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, definitely follow Sakaki at all those places. Um, as for myself, you can find me on Twitter at blordgtz, where I, I kind of just like tweet about whatever I'm up to, which is usually just me going to like restaurants and then <laughs> buying manga. At this point,
0: you become a manga foodie.
1: I guess so. I mean, I guess that's not the worst thing that could have happened to me. Um, but that's a decent life path that I can accept. But uh, aside from that stuff, you can. Find my writing over at TanamiPaper.com as well as Um I recently interviewed Hiromi Wakabayashi and Yo Yoshinari from Studio Trigger. So you can find that interview on the Manga Mavericks website. Highly recommended. We talk about some really interesting stuff, including how uh, Wakabayashi-san is a fan of South Park. Huh.
0: I, I believe it. Like, everybody on Trigger, I can believe them. Like, they're the Japanese equivalents of Weaves for for American shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, Wakabashi's really into like, stuff like South Park and, like, drawn Together and, like, Disney shows. And then uh, Yo-Yo Shinari's really into the current network content. So he's a big uh, Gendi Tartakovsky fan.
0: Yeah, I, I think I've seen, like, illustrations and tweets from him that, yeah, that, that, that checks.
1: <laughs> yeah. Lum was uh, telling uh, Yoshinari Sunday in the interview that uh, he should check out the uh, Popeye uh, animatic, <laughs> at least. Which is really good. Highly recommend looking at it. Uh, but yeah, aside from that I uh, do a bunch of podcasts of course, most of which are with Sakaki. Yeah. Uh, the Demon Slayer podcast is The Big Honcho. That's on Twitter at Demon Slayer. At D Slayer podcast, not Demon Slayer podcast. It's been so long I can't even say the account <laughs> names correctly. What are you gonna do when they animate everything? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll just wait for Gochi to come back with like a new series. Sounds about right. Yeah, but yeah, you can find the Demon Slayer podcast at D Slayer podcast, the Dumb Weeb's podcast at Dumb Weeb's Pod, and Oversoul oh, Shaman King podcast at Shaman King Pod. As for Saturday Night Shoggy, you can find that on Twitter, at Night Shoggy, and the podcast is on basically every podcast platform out through this point, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodBay, you name it, we're there, so wherever you listen to your podcasts, go look it up, rate and review us, and just enjoy the episodes. But that does it for this episode, so we will see you guys later. Alright, about to have late breakfast. That Del Taco quality.
0: (laughs) Yes, I mean in LA to eat and watch movies.